Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Good morning to you and welcome to CBS This Morning. It's Thursday, May 20th, 2021. I'm Gail King. That's Anthony Mason. That's Vladimir Dudier. Tony DeCopel on Baby League. We're going to begin with new pressure on Republicans over how to respond to the January 6th attack. Four and a half months ago, a pro-Trump mob stormed the Capitol, assaulting police and seeking to disrupt a peaceful transition of power. Now, last night in the House chamber, where rioters tried to break in this very same room, 217 Democrats and 35 Republicans voted to form an independent bipartisan commission to investigate what happened. GOP congressional leaders Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell oppose it, along with the vast majority of Republicans. Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill. Nicole, good morning. Good morning, Anthony. Kevin McCarthy says that he is not concerned about the vote, although last night he was watching from the back of the House chamber as nearly three dozen party members broke ranks with him to support the January 6th bill. The bill is passed. Democrats cheered the passage of a bipartisan bill to establish a January 6th commission. The 10-member panel would be equally divided between appointed Democrats and Republicans with subpoena power to examine the root causes of the Capitol attack, a framework agreed to by the top Republican on the House Homeland Security Committee. This is about facts. It's not partisan politics. Still, 175 Republicans voted against the commission. We have people scaling the Capitol, hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. The bill now faces an uphill battle in the Senate, where Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell echoed House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy in opposing the commission despite being involved in the negotiations. House Democrats have handled this proposal in partisan bad faith. President Democrats have to convince at least 10 Republicans to sign on, with some already calling for changes. We need to discuss whether we should look at um, violent domestic extremists among both sides. The family of fallen U.S. Capitol Police officer Howie Liebengood, who died by suicide after the riot, endorsed the commission, writing, Every officer who worked that day, as well as their families, should have a better understanding of what happened. The appeal comes as the FBI released two new videos to identify suspects who attacked law enforcement. Today, the House will hold another vote on a $1.9 billion security package. It would provide more funding for the Capitol Police and reimburse the National Guard for its response. Vlad? Nicole, thank you very much.
Turning now to the Middle East, Israel and Hamas exchanged new attacks this morning. The White House is pushing for an end to more than a week of deadly fighting. President Biden told Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu yesterday he expects a significant de-escalation. MTS Tayyip is in southern Israel, just north of Gaza. MTS, good morning. Vlad, everyone, good morning. Yeah, I'm only just a few miles away from the Gaza Strip. You can see the road here is blocked. Israeli security forces not letting us in because of Hamas rocket fire. All of this comes, of course, as the Israeli media breathlessly speculates that a ceasefire could start as early as tomorrow. But for now, the bombings continue. Israeli airstrikes have been lighting up Gaza's skyline for 11 days now causing an inferno of destruction on the ground. The misery is unrelenting. Well, in the southern Israeli town of Beersheba, dozens of Israelis and our team had to run to this bomb shelter after several Hamas rockets were intercepted right above us. If a ceasefire is near, it doesn't feel like it. Since fighting began, more than 75,000 Palestinians have been displaced across Gaza, most seeking refuge at these UN schools and it's kids who suffer the most. We talked to two 10-year-olds about what they're experiencing, one Israeli and one Palestinian. Nadine Abdeltev has become the face of Gaza's children. I'm only 10. After going viral in this video posted online, CBS News met Nadine near her neighborhood, which is now in ruins. I want to feel safe for like a, one day at least. I never feel safe in my own home. What's it like in your house? It's very scary. Renana Botser-Swiza lives in southern Israel, just a few miles away from Gaza. She gets scared every time Hamas rockets are fired near her home. She says she knows what she experiences is nothing compared to what Nadine does. And when we asked her what she'd say to her if they were to ever meet... I wasn't saying nothing. I just was... I just hugged her and tell her that I know what you feel. Now, according to the United Nations children's charity, UNICEF, one million Palestinian children, one million, face, quote, disaster if a ceasefire isn't called soon. Gail. We're all hoping for that. Thank you very much, MTS Tayyab, reporting from southern Israel. President Biden plans to sign a bill today aimed at fighting a surge in discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. The COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act passed the House yesterday. The vote there was 364 to 62. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi called it a momentous day. Weijia Zhang is at the White House with more on the story. Weijia, good morning to you. So what exactly does this bill do? Good morning to you, Gail, and good morning to everybody. Well, this will provide more resources to help curb the number of anti-Asian hate incidents that have just soared during the pandemic, starting with a new position at the Department of Justice to help expedite the handling of allegations of hate crimes. It will also direct the DOJ and Health and Human Services Secretary to work with various organizations to give guidance that will help victims report incidents and raise public awareness. The law would provide grants to train local law enforcement to identify hate crimes and for states to help set up reporting hotlines. But some advocates are concerned that the bill does not go far enough to address the underlying causes of the attacks or do anything to help clarify what constitutes a hate crime. They are also frustrated that it does not allocate any new funding for the AAPI community. More than 100 Asian and LGBTQ organizations actually oppose this bill 
saying it does not do enough to help other marginalized groups. But there is agreement that this is a critical first step with more than 6,600 anti-Asian hate incidents reported since March 2020. Yeah, Anthony. Really alarming number, Ouija. Thank you. Texas has just adopted one of the most restrictive anti-abortion laws in the nation. Republican Governor Greg Abbott signed the bill yesterday. It bans the procedure as early as six weeks into a pregnancy before many women even know they're pregnant. It also allows private citizens to sue medical professionals who offer abortions after the deadline or anyone helping a woman get an abortion at that point. Planned Parenthood CEO says her group plans to, quote, fight back like hell to overturn the law in the courts. The law is scheduled to take effect in September. Newly released body cam video of an arrest in 2019 seems to show Louisiana state troopers tasing, punching, and dragging a black man who later died in their custody. 49-year-old Ronald Green had led the troopers on a high-speed chase. On the video obtained by the Associated Press, you can hear Green repeatedly apologizing after crashing. Police originally told Green's family a false story, that he died on impact after crashing into a tree. Mololengi has the video. We must warn you again, it is disturbing to watch. Ronald Green can be heard apologizing and pleading with troopers once the high-speed chase came to an end. They tased him before he could get out of his car. Officers then wrestled him to the ground and tased him several more times. One of at least six officers can be seen dragging Green several feet after his legs had been shackled and his hands cuffed behind him. The AP says the troopers, who were white, left Green unattended, face down and moaning for more than nine minutes. Experts say officers nationwide are often trained to turn people handcuffed on their side so they can breathe easily. Troopers didn't do that to Green, instead pushing him face down as Green tried to turn. Police initially told Green's family he died after crashing into a tree during the chase. But later, state police said Green struggled with troopers and died on his way to the hospital. A federal civil rights investigation is underway. In a statement to CBS News, Louisiana State Police would not comment on the content of the video. It said the release undermines the investigative process and compromises the fair and impartial outcome for the Green family, LSP employees, and the community. Green's family has filed a federal wrongful death lawsuit. For CBS This Morning, I'm Bo Lenghi. Yeah, they can't comment on that video because it's indefensible. I'm so tired of being tired about these stories. I mean, you hear him call him a stupid MF, and yeah. I would say he wasn't stupid, sir. He was scared. He was scared. And, and then when you look at the initial police report, died crashing into a tree, died on the way to the hospital, that's why the videotape is so important. And what you're going to see in this case is sometimes the body, body cams were turned off. The yeah. audio was turned off. What? And even Anthony, when ta I, I, Jesus, even when take, taken to the hospital, the doctor on the report said the police account does not add up. Right. The, we should know that the trooper who tased Green and yeah. later admitted on audio to beating him 
uh, was was told he would be fired for his role in this case. He later died in a single vehicle highway crash uh, that happened right after he was told that. Why would you? I'm sorry that he lie? died because I'd like to hear his account. Yeah, and an another officer was arrested in connection uh, with another excessive force case. One of those officers was was arrested in another. See, case. The thing what? that always gets me, Vlad, is the lack of humanity that has shown people of color in in in. Encounters with the police, we've seen it time and time and time again. Mr. Green was saying repeatedly to those troopers, I'm your brother. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm your I'm, brother. I'm your brother. I'm uh, sorry. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. That's where oh. we are. Moving on. Deadly spring storms continue to drench parts of the deep south this morning. Millions are under flash flood watches, and at least four people have been killed after more than three days of severe weather. In Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Janet Shamlian is watching the rain that's coming down in Louisiana. Across the South, businesses lost, homes destroyed, cars wrecked and abandoned, and lives lost. You can't believe it. And sometimes you ask, like, I'm like, why us? Why God us? This family north of Dallas gutting their three-year-old home after it was hit by lightning, adding to the misery. The house is now soaked from water damage. It can all be rebuilt, but the lives could never come back if something were to happen to my husband or my children. In Houston, the flooding overwhelming this driver stuck inside his car. Roads and highways washed away, leaving cars stranded, forcing some to use whatever they could to get around. In central Arkansas, at least 15 people were rescued from the rising waters. The heavy rain overwhelming this lake near Tulsa. The dam holding back all that water partially breached. I was running around the house trying to think of what was most important. In Louisiana, Danielle Thomas's friends carried out furniture and personal belongings destroyed by flooding as she worked to salvage what's priceless. Yeah, I spent a lot of time yesterday crying about this particular just the stuff. Most of it is replaceable right now. I'm working with essentially just kind of family heirloom type stuff, trying to salvage these letters. For CBS This Morning, yeah. Janet Shamlian, Baton Rouge. Wow. Thank you for listening to the CBS This Morning podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get daily podcast originals. You can watch the CBS This Morning broadcast Monday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on your local CBS station or live on the CBS All Access app. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to CBS Mornings on the go ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com.
Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Becca, what's what's up? So The Late Show Pod Show is everything you love about The Late Show on oh, a I podcast. Want, I want to know about you. Oh. I, enough. We, 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 people see everybody in an ad talks about the thing they're trying to sell. Oh. I'd like to know about you, the person behind creating the podcast. Oh, I'm having a really good day. Barry baked some bread and my friend Kara got me some chicken salad. It's a really nice day in the office today. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.